0: 3, 2, 1. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Good evening, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. This is The Real Pineapple. This is your humble host, Hunter, here, and I am here with Colin. Colin, how are you doing, sir?
1: Yeah, you know, we're both a little under the weather, but, uh, you know, we're grinding it out uh, for the people.
0: That's yeah, exa- exactly. Uh, I, I, I'll be honest, guys, and I, I apologize in advance. This will actually be a shorter review because... Uh, yeah, I woke up this morning. I've been up since six too, which I'm sure is not helping. I just I woke up at six, so yay me. Um, and uh, yeah, haven't been feeling super hot, but uh, yeah, we we will grind this out real quick. And uh, speaking of a grind, uh, <laughs> we're talking about Ad Astra, which uh, which is directed by James Gray and actually written. Uh, as well, uh, by James Gray, you know James Gray from, uh, from things like, uh, you know from, like, The Lost City of Z, which I actually really liked. The Lost City of Z, I was, and, uh, Wheel in the Night, I was actually shocked when I saw that it was him, I was like, really? Um, okay, and I will say, dude, um, we're both bad, uh, we're both big Brad Pitt fans, uh, I, I know Snatch, uh, Snatch is one year. uh, uh, it's one of your favorite things, but it's also one of your favorite Hey-o. movies. Uh, I, I know you love Snatch, and I, I love that movie. And while I'm not crazy about the end of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, you can listen to a review of that, Brad Pitt, I, I he, after getting married to Angel and Jolie, it was almost like he, I know that he's doing a lot, you know, f- uh, uh, his production company, Like uh, uh, he's uh, behind a lot of the A24 uh, movies, you know, like, Moonlight, 12 Years Slave, I mean, he's, he's been one of the best actors in the last 50 years, it's not even a debate, I think he, I think he's actually almost too good at acting, if that makes sense, like, we almost undervalue him, if that makes sense, Brad Pitt. Uh, yeah, I, I, I yeah. really think we he's do, he's too good looking, he's
1: too good looking, uh, people don't give him credit for his acting skills, but he's, he's one of my favorites of all time.
0: Yeah, I I just love him as an actor, and I will say if it's anyone else but him in this movie, I probably would have fallen asleep if I'm being completely honest. Uh, I so we saw this last Thursday, and, and I, I'm happy we saw it together. Uh, me, you, and your lovely night. Uh, your lovely. Uh, your wife. Uh, My Evans. wife. Uh, we all went and saw it, and we saw it in IMAX, uh, not in 3D, unfortunately, uh, but I will say this is one of the greatest movies I've seen. If this was, like, a- (laughs) this is gonna sound like such a dick comment, but I'm sticking with it- this would be, like, the perfect planet Earth in space movie. You know what I mean? Like, if I were to play, like, a cool, like, synth soundtrack in the background and just have the movie on mute, I would totally watch this again. As a film, though, start to finish, uh, yeah, it's pretty underwhelming. If I'm being, if I'm being real, uh, kind of your thoughts on it?
1: Yeah, I think they spent a lot more time and energy into how the movie looked and felt, and um, it lost a lot when it came to substance and plot. Um, it's really pretty. Um, yeah, it's a cool style that they they did this movie in. It's set in the future. It's a very futuristic movie, very science fiction. Um, yet they shot it, and it looks like First Man, where it's like, wait, is this in the 50s? Like, you know, the camera work is is you know all in, on film. Uh, so it looks really cool. Um, you know, it, it's it might be worth buying the bl- the the 4K just to watch it. <laughs> um, yeah. Just to watch some of the scenes because there there's really cool scenes um but yeah i was i was just kind of bored (laughs) yeah i got bored of watching the pretty colors
0: and i'll Um, be honest man so tommy lee jones is in this movie uh he plays uh brad pitt's uh brad pitt's dad uh he's uh h clifford mcbride all i kept thinking whenever i saw tommy lee jones is he was in a really great a uh, movie about space called Space Cowboys. I don't know if you remember that movie, but oh, I remember Space Cowboys. And course. dude, I was sitting there the whole time thinking, He's I'd I'd, <laughs> I'd I'd way rather be watching Space Cowboys. <laughs>
1: Like, My dad loves Space Cowboys. Like, like,
0: to be honest, I would. I was sitting there the whole time thinking about Space yeah. Cowboys and how, yeah, Space Cowboys is about the. It's basically grumpy old men in space, but it's way more. I think we own
1: the VHS of Space Cowboys. No oh, VHS, VHS, bring it back! I, I think like it that. was right next to our grumpy old
0: men VHS. <laughs> <effect>. <laughs> two, well, two big
1: hits of the uh, O'Neill household. There you go. That's oh, corona.
0: dude, I. I I I do like I feel like grumpy and grumpy are old man actually yeah, we have both. yeah classics. but yeah but you're talking to a, you know a black dude who loves Frasier so you know what are you to do but, but you're an enigma yeah but uh, th- thanks man but <laughs> but really watching this it, it the movie asks a lot of big questions you know like are we alone in the universe which apparently we are we're not and uh, you know like you know talks about daddy issues and I, I will say. And this again might sound kind of backhanded, but I thought that Brad Pitt's kind of inner dialogue, because he's the narrator for his movie as well, for the movie as well. I found all his narration uh, okay. I found a good amount of it. Let me rephrase that. I found a good amount of it very interesting, but then that all some of it also came across very uh, not. Uh, oh God, why am I blanking on the term? Uh, it came across very like like, it didn't trust, like, the movie almost didn't trust the audience, kind of be able to infer shit. You know what I mean? It felt very, uh, um, oh my god, why am I blanking on the term? Um, uh, expositioning. Yeah, it was a lot of exposition. There you go, that's the term I was trying to think of. God, I'm sorry, guys, I'm a little off my game tonight, but, yeah, I, I, I'm happy we didn't review it last week, honestly, because I was able to kind of, you know, marinate on it, and went back and watched some clips, and, you know, we watched we watched Dora and the Lost City of Gold what a month ago, and I'll be honest, dude, I can remember way more about Dora <laughs> than I can about this movie. Like, and it, and also that bums me out because I remember seeing the trailer and going, okay, you know, Brad Pitt in space, hell yeah, and it, it's not Brad Pitt's fault, and I really kind of want to to put that out there. And when we reviewed for, uh, First Man* last year, I gave it an A minus, I remember. Which uh, I know you gave it fan fantastic, but you know, even though I had some issues with it, I I was engaged for most of it. This I was just kind of sitting there going, to to borrow your phrase, "What are we doing here?" Like, like, oh, it's like, all right, are we going anywhere with this? And
1: yeah, there not- was a lot of that. There was a lot of just like sitting around, like. What's happening? Like, it's... You know, the, the plot is so linear and it's just like, I need to find my dad. And then nothing else, you know, happens except, like, he runs into a scary situation here or he runs into, um, you know, weird um, shit going on in Jupiter here. <laughs> you know? Yeah.
0: No, true. And, and I think for me to... To kind of just get into a plot, the surprise so pit... He's, play, uh, he's playing Roy McBride, who is very much the, uh, like, he's dedicated his, I don't think they say it's NASA, I think they just say, like, space program, right? Yeah, it's definitely say. not NASA. Yeah, NASA's like, don't put our name on it. Yeah, it's <laughs> probably,
1: I mean, yeah, I mean, he he's, he's probably being hired directly from, like, I, I think it was, like, world leaders, you know, like, um... They that were like, hey, great. we need you to go. But the in, w- one of the interesting parts was that, like, they flew him out to the moon, Coach. You know? Like, yeah. Like, that was, that was to see, see, touching on parts that I thought were cool, like, I liked that they were setting up this universe of, like, okay, this is our future. Like, we're going to have commercial flights to the moon, like you're going to fucking New York on the red eye. And uh, the government needs you to go save the universe, and they're, they're going to fly you out on Coach to the moon, <laughs> where there's, like, now Applebee's. And this, these random chain restaurants and stores on the, like in a big, uh, like transit area that he flies into, like an airport. <laughs> I like that stuff. Like that stuff was cool, but that was that all left me wanting. Like they would they would scratch the surface with the ideas of that, and then they would like never touch on it again, and then they would leave it, and then I was just like, oh, I was kind of interested in that stuff.
0: Colin I just sometimes when we review we're just so on the same page and I'm I so happy we are because I'm sitting there thinking the same thing I went oh okay so we can just get to the moon like it's nothing like it is you know just flying across country are we gonna touch on how that technology was developed or how we know oh all right cool we're moving on like it, I, and it yeah, does
1: like no explain that that's cool I want to know about that
0: <laughs> yeah and, and it seems like the government has like uh, almost like privatized it. To an extent, because it's very much unlike a business. It seems like you know. You oh, yeah, it's like here. airlines.
1: It's like you're yeah. flying on American. Like there's just like airlines that they're like, thank you for flying with us. We appreciate your business. Like as they're leaving, and I was like, oh, it's like they're flying on fucking United.
0: Yeah, Pretty sure. Everybody I,
1: hates it. Like I was just like, you could do a whole movie about just like living in this future and just like dealing with having to go to the moon for business on a trip
0: or something, right? They're like, no, well, we're
1: going to bore the shit out of you while he goes and looks for his dad out in the middle of nowhere.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I was sitting there kind of laughing, too, because, he, I mean, I was thinking about my whole my whole Boston trip and just how hard it was getting back from Boston back to Reno. And, oh, my God, could you imagine getting delayed going to the fucking moon? You'd be <laughs> you'd be so screwed.
1: Oh, God, yeah. The flights would get canceled all the time to the moon. You'd be lucky if you ever made it.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, there's a lot of, like, kind of, like, y- you know, like, nuts and bolts stuff there that, you know, if they took an extra ten minutes and just kind of layered that up a little bit, I would gone, yeah. oh, okay, but there's so much stuff that's just not explored, and so... And they
1: threw, like, they threw that in, like, they were gonna, like, you know, have some fun with it, or they're like, hey, look, there's an Applebee's, isn't that, like, interesting and funny? And I was like, yes, please, elaborate. And he's like, nope, I'm going to fucking Mars later. And I was like, Damn it. Yeah, (laughs) so like the the movie was like it like had moments where it was gonna be like this kind of more fun like uh, approachable movie, and they're like, no, we're going for super deep, introspective, and kind of boring.
0: And I'll be honest to you, man, it came across very condescending, almost like like it's it's like super
1: artsy, like you know, like.
0: So I art don't is even pretentious. <laughs> so, so you know what's funny is I don't even think it's art, artsy. So uh, okay, I'll give you a perfect example. I think something like Interstellar, which I wasn't crazy about. I think I gave it a B plus or an A minus. I can't remember which. I, bl- and, I, I, I bl- and
1: I love Interstellar. Yep. I w- w- they they started showing it in Seattle again, like five year anniversary of it coming out. And yeah. they had it on the sixty six millimeter film, and I went and paid like twenty bucks and went and saw it again. <laughs> I loved so, it.
0: So I'll tell you right now, dude, uh, I almost want to give Christopher Nolan like a hearty handshake and say, I'm sorry that I think you're pretentious, because this motherfucker, oh my god, you want to talk about pretentious. This came across like this came across like a sermon, like a really preachy, I'm better than you sermon. Because James Gray, and he's a writer on this, so I can put this on him. The way it's all like, oh man, this is about daddy issues, when to be completely honest, when Roy shows up and does end up seeing his dad again, who left him when he was a kid to go ahead and basically be Captain Kirk, uh, when he meets him and it's like, oh, you're a monster, my kind of first thought was, well, duh. Like, <laughs> like, you're in space. I don't think anyone could really keep their sanity there. Now, I will say that the whole... con, the, the whole storyline of uh, Clifford McBride going up to space his, uh, his crew losing their minds and basically trying to plan a, like, a mutiny and him killing all of them, in theory, I went, oh, that's really interesting, and that's when I kind of realized I didn't like the movie, because even that had a weak wrap-up. I was like, oh my god, the one thing I was kind of like, oh, that, this, this could make some really good drama. No, not really, and I kept finding myself going, oh, that's a cool idea. Aww. Like, I, I know I made this reference on our last, like, our hustlers review, but it really is like the whole, like, oh, back to showgirls. Yeah, on TBS. Aw, like, that's how I felt. Like, anytime they bring out a good idea and I I'd get excited and kind of amped up for it, 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 they wouldn't do anything with it. And I just found myself getting constantly disappointed over and over again, uh, which sucks for this. Uh, I'm sorry, I just want to find a giant rant. Please go on, go ahead. <laughs> Tell me I'm full of shit if you if, if, like. Please. No, like.
1: I, I think we're, we're pretty much on a, in agreement on this one to be honest, which is which is funny because like when I first saw the trailer, I was like, oh, this is gonna be another classic. You know, Colin really likes the the space sci-fi movie, and Hunter's underwhelmed. Dude, but, I was
0: sitting there thinking the exact same. I was like, oh god, here we go. yeah, here we go again, like same yeah. thing.
1: But I was, you know, I'm like, I don't know what you're gonna rate it, but like I was very underwhelmed on this, and um. You know, if you're getting, like, like, First Man is slow, yeah. but it's methodical, and it builds, and it's also historical, and so I'm, like, I'm becoming more and more of a history buff as I get older, so, like, I was, like, super interested in, in all of the little nuts and bolts of, of how they were describing, you know, what it was like to be, like, an astronaut back then when you're the first one doing this. Um, and it was, like, all very, very, very interesting to me. Whereas this movie, it's like it's like I also like the science fiction in the future stuff, like one of my favorite movies, um, was uh, the new Blade Runner 2049. Love it. Yeah, which was amazing. Like that one, that plot had so many twists and turns and depth and and um, and it was fun. And they went into the little nitty gritties of what it was like. Like there was whole scenes dedicated to like Ryan Gosling and his life with his uh, Joy robot. Or Android, uh, yeah, and how like you can get like the like they went into like how it was like the little details of life more intricately than this movie did. Like this Agreed. movie just like harped and harped and harped, and it's just like you know, it's all about his dad. You know, we get it. Like he had his dad abandoned him for space. You know, now you're trying to be an astronaut like dad, and you finally get to go and see him. But, like, there's bigger shit at play here, man. Like, <laughs> like these surges are destroying the universe. Like, all you have to do is just go, like, kill your dad or or he, figure out what it is. And I, I, I don't know. Right. Like, the, the way this, the, the story plays out, you know, he, he's on Mars. He finds out that his dad, um, you know, had killed... The, the the two parents of the one of the higher ups, uh, the lady that's on Mars.
0: Oh, who's played by? So I, I just want to shout her uh, her out, uh Rufa Rufa because she was on uh, Agents of Shield. She was fucking awesome on there, and she's on uh, Preacher right now, which is about to end, and she's great on Preacher. She's actually been in a couple movies I really uh really enjoy. Um um uh, Loving is one of the latest ones, but. I thought, dude, honestly, man, she was one of the few actors I thought had a little bit of presence to her, because when she's, uh, her character is speaking to Brad Pitt, uh, Helen, by the way, you, she's delivering her lines with conviction, and Don Sutherland is in this movie for, like, ten seconds, <laughs> and, and Dawn Sutherland, he pretty much comes in frame, collects a check, and then just pieces out. He's got maybe five minutes of screen time, and... It felt like every all like the heavy hitter actors. It felt like it was all like that, but you don't spend enough time with anyone to really uh, develop any feelings for him. Um, I want what's her name? A uh, Liv Tyler. She's in it and uh, as Eve, who's like a uh, Roy's. They don't. They never say if they're married. I don't think. I don't know. I think, she
1: basically doesn't even have any lines.
0: Yeah. I well. I think mean, she's got a couple because there's like those yeah video messages, like but.
1: they're they're like so irrelevant. Oh yeah! Oh, absolutely. Like her but, character, her character like essentially doesn't exist.
0: Yeah, and, and I and I will say that was something else that I went. Oh, all right, all right, all right. Are we going to touch on their you know their relationship? Not really. It just is a kind of a classic you know eighties cop movie trope of you know the, the job is my mistress. You know, it's very much you know that uh, that plot, but they don't really. You never feel like they give a shit about each other because they don't develop the relationship. So when it's the whole being shown in flashbacks, you're just kind of going, well, all right, Like I, I know you're together with someone, cool. Um, I, I'm really happy you brought up the, uh, what do they call them? The, uh, the, not the flares. Um, oh, the surges, yeah. I'm happy yeah. you brought that up because you're right, dude, a thousand percent. There is way bigger shit at play here than just his daddy issues, and I'm like, dude, you need to... This is your job, you know. You need to get the fuck up there, kill your dad, and save uh, the galaxy. Because the movie does a decent job of explaining, like, look, these are, the, you know, these are the stakes. You know, this is what could happen. These, uh, you know, these flares are knocking out fucking everything. We need to go ahead and get this shit under control. And they throw in the whole concept of, of like antimatter, which. Uh, <laughs> which is not now and I know you being the science uh, the science nerd out of the three of us I found myself laughing because antimatter it it's talked about so passively it's like oh antimatter and I was like oh okay are we going to touch on how that no okay like but and that's what just kept honestly just fucking pissing me off is that there are these really big concepts something like antimatter okay how does that affect our universe uh eh, whatever Okay, uh, we're talking about how Clifford, uh, <laughs> the big red dog, uh, <laughs> mid Pride, how he went to space to go ahead, and basically find, um, help set up a, what was like the Mars station and all that, and find alien life. That was his yeah, primary. He was,
1: he was like going out to the edge of the or the edge of the solar system, so that they could have their like telescope um, scan for life on distant planets.
0: Yeah, and then they just completely... So, first off, the fact that they are just like, oh, yeah, you know, there's no life out there. I was kind of like, all right, like, really, movie? All right, after all the shit you're showing me, you're saying aliens is where you draw the line? Like, that, that actually bothered me, if I'm being completely honest. And then, not only that, but they discredit everything he did. They're just like, oh, yeah, he discovered, like, all these amazing, like, other planets and shit. And has all these pictures and all, like, this, these years' worth of data that no one's ever replicated or even come fucking close to. And they're like, oh, well, it's not aliens. Well, you know, what are you going to do? It's like, wow, assholes. So, this movie, it's like it didn't know what it wanted to do or what it wanted to say. And so, at the end, it just felt like a bunch of kids. You know what it felt like? It felt like when you're, like... If you're like coaching like a, a rec league team, and all your kids on your team just start yelling at you at once, like it felt like it was going coming from so many different angles, and it, it was really frustrating because I didn't know what it was trying to say or what it was trying to accomplish. And it, at the end, it just comes across uh, tone deaf. Uh, if if I'm being uh, if I'm being quite frank, um, well, I do, so so wait, the oh, endi- the ending's a little
1: um, interesting just because. Like they don't they don't just naysay it like, oh, like all of his efforts were for naught because there was no um, there was he didn't discover any life. Like that's that was his feelings. Like that's how like Tommy Lee Jones character, like, um, you know, he, he he was saying like all of this was worthless. Um, and then Brad Pitt's counter to that was like, you're missing out. You're missing everything that like you're you know, you're you're only looking at what's not there. You're not, like, realizing the, how you cataloged all these planets. And they do touch on that. I, th- I, don't, I don't think that's, like, enough to, like, really um, bring this movie to an end where they're just like, oh, no, like, you know, my, my dad discovered all this stuff. You know, we both got all these people killed. My dad's a murderer. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, they, like they throw all these things at the wall at the end and everything is left like very, you know, open to interpretation. They don't explain the surges at or like all. what, like how they stopped it. They're just like, oh, OK, we, we got Tommy Lee Jones. He's chill now. Like, we're good. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought the I thought the ending was Confusing and like very anticlimactic. Like he basically just finds his dad and then he's just like, alright I'm gonna head home now. Like.
0: And, 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 and as we <laughs> get home both... really
1: easily in on, in completely impossible scenario. Yeah,
0: so let, let, the the last thing I want to bring up before we wrap up here, and this really is what dinged the movie to a point I was like, eh. um, there's a point where and I actually, I actually found this kind of interesting. It kind of reminded me of some, like Assassin's Creed, where every so often you have to check in with basically uh, gr- grown up, uh, grown up Alexa, so like Alexis, I guess, um, and basically do like a psyche vow. And I thought that was actually really interesting, because, you know, uh, Roy always has to go, like, I'm calm, I'm ready to complete my mission, and, like, things like that. And so, when he finds out that his dad's a murderer, he, of course, you know, reacts as anyone would. He fucking freaks out, and so the computer basically goes, Hey, fuck you, you're unable to go ahead and quit your task, go home. So he ends up sneaking onto this uh, onto this rocket, and <laughs> Calm whispers over to me at a point, he's just like, Wait, what? Because the rocket's about to take off. It's got, what, like 15 seconds to take off? So just the thrusters alone, the fact that he could sneak onto a rocket is absurd at best. And then there's, like, multiple levels to it, so it's like that wouldn't work. So, yeah, if you want to get into, like, the like the more nerdy mm-hmm. aspect of it, feel free, because I know that bothered you.
1: Yeah, it, it, that, that part took me out of the scene just because, you know, it was supposed to be this big climax to, like, him leaving Mars and getting back on the, the rocket so that he could continue his journey to go find his dad. And um, the, I guess the only way that they figured that he could be getting on the rocket undetected, like, before it takes off is if he was doing it as it was taking off. So he's, like, slipping through, like, whatever hole apparently is there into the cockpit from the bottom of the (laughs) rocket, which is how big, I have no idea, but probably really huge. Yeah. He, He does all this very quickly. All of a sudden, he's, like, popping into, like, the main cabin. The rocket is, like, shooting up into space, like... The amount of acceleration would be throwing you into the back of your seat. There's no way you could move. And they're all just like wandering around the cabin, like, hey, you're not supposed to be here. Oops, you're dead. Killed you. And like all this chaos starts happening. And I'm just like, how does this all work? What's going on? They're all dead now. What the hell?
0: Yeah. So Roy. So and so like the plot's
1: crazy at that point. Like he's just gonna be alone for the rest of this time, and then the science of it all just doesn't make any sense to me. So I was like, I was so confused.
0: So it was a very lazy way to go. See, he's just like his dad now. So that's another issue. And I'm like, oh fuck! I was like, oh fucking calm down. I get it. Like, like it, it got very sledgehammery. Near the end, where it's like beating me over the head with what's wanted to say, it's like okay, you need to be more, you know, subtle uh, than this. And the thing for me at the very end is the comp- the computer. He shuts off all comms because you know he's a fugitive. <laughs> you know he fucking killed people and he disobeyed. You know his uh, uh, you know knock off NASA, and so he gets back to Earth, and so you see all these military guys. Like, invade the sh- like the, the shuttle or his pod, whatever, as he's getting out. And so you're like, so me and Colin are like, oh, he's going to jail. No, absolutely not. No consequences at all for breaking orders, killing people, <laughs> and potentially damaging, what, millions of dollars in equipment? You're just like, what? Like, nothing. Nothing happened to him. The, the movie ends with him basically at a diner and a uh, eve, uh... Uh, comes, uh, Lily, uh, Lily Tyler's character is meeting him for coffee, and she's like, oh my god, you're back, it's like, that's it, like, that's how it ended, and, and I was, I found myself getting really upset, so I actually came home this past weekend, like, actually, uh, yesterday, I watched, I rewatched some of First Man, right, because I was like, I'm gonna re-watch some of this for context, and, oh my god, First Man, dude, uh, Buzz Aldrin is such a dick in there, but he's hilarious, and you get to learn about so many different <laughs> characters. You put a gun in my head right now, I could not tell you the name. I, I had a, I couldn't remember Brad Pitt's character's name. I was like, wrong. I just remember uh, like, McBride. That yeah, that's all I remember. Uh, I like,
1: son McBride and and dad McBride.
0: Yeah, and dude, that's a shame, man. Because I get that this movie wanted to really be. You know, like really want to be epic and really want to make you think, and all it just made me think is you guys needed another twenty minutes to to flush this shit out, and at, at least honestly. And while First Man, I did think was a little was a little long at points. First Man, at least the visuals the whole time for me, I thought were amazing. Uh, there's a there's a moon chase scene on here and i'm gonna be honest dude i was i was amazed at how boring that came across to me i was like this is like a bad Star Fox level to be completely frank oh and
1: that's a little harsh i, I like that I, scene i thought that was really good
0: yeah i do i couldn't get into it and i think that's when i went oh well, man the thing i, I like about I that this.
1: scene was they actually did that really well like they they did like I, th- I thought this movie was headed in a good direction because they did a cool thing with that scene where they made it like you know, if there was this crazy chase scene happening on Mars, like, there's no atmosphere, so there wouldn't be any sound. Or it would be very, very quiet at the minimum. And the fact that, like, it was all, like, deathly quiet, I found really cool. Um, that, that was definitely, like, one of the nerdy parts that I was like, good job, movie.
0: Yeah, I mean, I will say I did like the very subtle use of score here. And visually... Some of the stuff really is incredible. Uh, I will say, too, the opening scene for this movie, I definitely was feeling, like, a little vertigo, but in the best way. But, and I'm gonna compare this to First Man again. First Man has one of my favorite opening scenes in the last couple years. I, I, fucking love that opening scene. And while this scene was great, wasn't the scene from First Man, and I really just kept comparing it to First Man, and how, uh, more engaged I was with that from start to finish. Um, Get, getting my final thoughts here, man. Uh, I, I'm really kind of struggling where to put this because visually it is pretty. That the budget on it was only like eighty mil, which I was surprised at to be completely honest. But it looks pretty for you know for what it is. But at the same time, for some of the for some of the shit that I just that I was sitting through, just thinking, man, can this just can this go faster? Can you guys give me something? Uh I, uh, I gotta be honest with you. I gotta give it a C minus, man. Like, as visually pretty as it is, if someone are like, "Hey, should I go see this in theaters?" Like, I, I'd say yes. But if people have nice big TVs at home, like you can you can wait on this. Save your money. Um, yeah. So C C minus for me, man. and I did not come into the review thinking I was gonna give it that low, but the what I'm talking about, it, man. Yeah uh yeah c minus for me uh sir your final thoughts and great sir
1: yeah so um you you definitely disliked it more than i did um like i i I thought we like at one point we would start talking about like some of the the action scenes and i was gonna i was gonna talk about the the um the chase scene on mars the opening scene i thought was like phenomenal um, I thought it was as good as as anything in first man for sure um, like the fact that they direct the hearing the budgets only 80 million is actually very impressive uh, I agree so I, I I think we spent most of this um, review bashing it pretty good I, i'm gonna I'm gonna put some silver linings in there I think people some people will really f- find this like you know they'll they'll like it a lot if if you like a slow burn and like you know this um, kind of like voiceover with Brad Pitt the inner, you know, monologue going the whole time. It's very like introverted, very introspective. Um, you know, you may be down for that. I think it has spectacular visuals. I think the directing, as far as the cinematography goes, the cinematographer was the same guy that did interstellar. That's why. So oh, was it? that goes, makes yeah, sense. <laughs> so, so much of this looks so, so pretty. Um, I think it's definitely going to win some, or at least be nominated for some awards in um, cinematography and um probably some video editing stuff like that um so i think there's a lot of things about this movie that really drag it upwards in rating for me um i was more just you know i was just zoned out kind of bored um I i thought the plot was really weak um you know i get what they're trying to do they're trying to put this like very relatable you know father issue story um on a grand stage um, but I think it missed the mark um, on being very entertaining um, to me personally. But I would definitely rewatch um, parts of this movie just um, for the the uh, cinematography and and some of the directed um, sci-fi action scenes. I
0: really liked. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give this a B minus. So I don't normally do this, but I will be the first to admit I, I that I came I came at this a little hot. So let me back it up a little bit. So. I will say... I, I, the, the opening scene was good. I just didn't think it was as good as First Man. But when he's falling, it really is like an incredible... Like, holy crap. Um, some So much of the character stuff does not work for me. But I don't want to disrespect the people who, you know, did the sound editing. Like, the the, the score... I, I would compare it to Gravity. Because it's used very sparingly. But when it hits, I think it does work well. Um... Like I said, I saw some IMAX with, with uh with uh Colin here. I I can't just fight someone paying full price for this. I, I just can't. Like in my head I'm like, no. yeah I do not I d I don't I
1: don't know if you need to do that.
0: But at the same time, if you saw this at like a five, like I, if I saw this at Cinemark on like a $5 movie Tuesday, yeah. I'd probably be like, all right. I, was th- I like- think you
1: should definitely see it on the big screen. I, th- I think you're, you're like, if you just watch this for the first time, like on, on your TV, like you're it's definitely, you're not going to like it as much as if you go in, you hear the big booming sound and you see everything on the big screen. I think would definitely help your enjoyment of the movie for sure.
0: Yeah, so I'm going to change my rating and I'm just. <sighs> B minus, I, I, I can't go there. I'm going to give it a C. Because I, I think you see this on an early. Like, if you. I think if you see this on a discount day at your local theater, you see it on a big screen, I think. <sighs> I think you'll at least appreciate the visuals. Honestly, get really high before you see this. Yeah. <laughs> like.
1: Yeah, that's why. I mean, I, I really enjoyed the visuals because, I mean. I'm not saying I was super high, but I'm not saying that I wasn't super high.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I I wasn't, but I, I I definitely wish I was. So I mean, you know, maybe that's what you need. But uh, to say that this was this wasn't a disappointment, it, it really was for me because I remember seeing the trailer like a couple months ago. It me really Amfort, going like, okay. Well, like. they
1: kept they kept throwing Interstellar around too, which like I know you're not the biggest fan of, but it's still I mean it's still very highly regarded. Um, you know Christopher Nolan, sci-fi, and the obviously the cinematography with it all being done on film was crazy. So like to throw that around in the previews, like you're gonna have high expectations of people coming in. So like you better deliver, and this one fell short for me.
0: Yeah, so it it's it's just it's it's a bummer. But uh, you know, hey, Brad Pitt will probably get an Oscar nomination for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So he'll he'll. He'll be fine. Uh, Yeah,
1: (laughs) but you know what, Brad. Brad Pitt was definitely not a part that I disliked, but he—you definitely know how charismatic and and great he can be, and uh, just seems like James Gray kept going like, "No, stop, stop being charismatic, be
0: moodier." (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I I agree. So. What are you can do. But uh, guys, have you seen Ad Astra? Let us know what you thought in the comments below. Uh, you can go ahead and like us on Facebook at the Real Pineapple. You can go ahead and follow yours truly on the Twitter at mm-hmm. J Hunter Real Pineapple. You can follow Scott on Twitter at Nearman the First. And you can go ahead and follow Colin on Twitter at The Real O'Neal. And guys, uh, we're coming up on Halloween to quote Raymond Holt. Uh, yeah, so guys check out our uh, check out our sponsor uh, at Stat Studio. That's S-T-A-D-T-G-E-I-S-T Studio on Instagram at Studio. Use that code REALP2019 for 10% off your order, which you know about it. And you can go ahead and follow us on SoundCloud. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Podbean, and Spotify at the Real Pineapple. Uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, we'll have a, a technical difficulty should be done, which is why I didn't do this this weekend. But I'll have a belated Batman Day review of Batman: Mask of the Phantasm up this weekend, which I'm excited for. And I'm gonna go see. I'm gonna go see Rambo: Last Blood because I have nothing to do on. Saturday. <laughs> so, so why not? So I'm go, so I'll have a review up for uh, Rambo: uh, Last Blood as well. Um, guys, week of the a uh, week of the seventh of October. I've been getting some questions on it. We will have a little bit of a Halloween themed Halloween themed um, uh, reviews coming up. So we'll have a review up at least for uh, uh, Hocus Pocus, <laughs> uh, Sleepy Hollow. And uh, the house of a clock in its walls. Uh, and, boo m- and Boo and Boo Two. I'm absolutely <laughs> not. I will not. Oh God! <laughs> why? Why are you trying to make me sad?
1: <laughs> should we do a Should we do a mini um, top five favorite scary movies or Halloween movies?
0: I I'd be down to talk about that. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Maybe just an idea.
0: Yeah, no, no, dude, throw, throw it out there. Uh, I So I will say hunters don't do scary movies very often, but... Uh, yeah,
1: but, but it could I be Halloween movies. Like, it could be... Fuck, I don't even know what Halloween
0: movies are. <laughs> N- night Before Christmas. There you go. Yeah, boom. Uh, but, yeah, so we're going to go ahead and talk some, uh, some Halloween movies here uh, in the next uh, couple weeks. So uh, keep an eye out for that. Uh, we, the, so we, there's nothing new coming out this week. There's, like, nothing, uh, 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 sorry, Abdominable, uh, which, uh, uh, which is, like, the new, I think it's DreamWorks movie, like, the animated one? Yeah,
1: yeah, so it, it's the same people that did, uh, How to Train Your Dragon, right?
0: Yeah, so I'll be honest, I'll probably go see it, Saturday. Yeah, this,
1: like, the, the animation looked really good, it was definitely dreams, DreamWorks.
0: Yeah. So so I'll yeah, so I'll review that. So I'll probably I'll review probably Rambo yeah. and uh Abdominal. It's but that's really like the cute. Yeah, so that's like the <laughs> one. That's like the one new release coming out and of course I'll be the the creepy <laughs> the creepy guy around all these children. <laughs> See, that's probably fucking so. But <laughs> dude, I've done it so many times at this point I don't even think about it, but um I, I did did. Oh, and dude, why am I even blank? How am I blank on this? Uh, I got my tickets already. Seeing it, uh, the sixth that weekend it comes out. So we will have a review up that weekend for Joker. Nice. Uh, so I'm just gonna touch on this real quick because uh, I I don't know if you heard, but basically there's a there's a uh, letter written. From some of the uh, the uh, the people who were affected by the uh, Aurora shooting uh, uh, years back, yeah, so they're
1: not showing the movie right
0: so they're not showing it at that theater um, I mean they're showing it in Aurora, but they're not showing it in that theater and so do, so Warner Brothers responded right and I, and I, I don't want to take a lot a lot of time on this, but I feel like I, I, I want to bring it up so oh. Warner Brothers put out this statement they said, make no mistake." Neither the fictional character Joker nor the film is an endorsement of real world violence of any kind. It's not the intention of the film, the filmmakers, or the studio to hold this character up as a hero. Gun violence in our society is a critical issue. It extend our deepest sympathy to all the victims... In families uh, impacted by these tragedies. Our company has a long history of donating to victims of violence, including Aurora, and in recent weeks, our parent company joined other business leaders to call on policymakers to enact bipartisan legislation to address this epidemic. At the same time, Warner Brothers believes that one of the functions of storytelling is to provoke difficult conversations around complex issues. So I'm not going to go off on a whole thing about this, and I, I'm just going to leave it here. Um, if they don't want to show that, the, uh, that, uh, Joker in that theater, I'll be honest, dude, I- I'm, I- I'm not even remotely upset about that. It's like, okay, that's, I think that's completely fair. Um, this statement by Warner Brothers, again, I'm not gonna go off on the whole thing, but I'll be honest, dude, it, it came across kind of tone deaf to me, to, 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 to be co- completely frank, uh kind of I know it's the first time you heard that so kind of what were your thoughts like just as I was reading that uh sorry guys for the dead air uh i uh, not uh, not sure what's going on but with the with the uh with that statement though it does come across i think it comes across tone, tone death for warner brothers it's really a bummer because i i would expect a little better from warner brothers now I'm excited for the movie. I'll be seeing it. We'll be reviewing it. But at the same time, though, this was one of those times that I really think Warner Brothers should have just been quiet and not said anything, to, to, to be completely honest. So that's how it came across to me. But I would love to get people's thoughts on, uh, on this. So, uh, guys, thank you so much for listening, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Take care.